Star Wars 7x7 episode 2876. All right, I'm going to swing back around to that total film cover story on the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. And this time we're going to focus on highlights that came out of it from Deborah Chow, who's the director and showrunner for the series, as well as Moses Ingram, who plays Reva the Third Sister, and also Hayden Christensen. Punch it! Hey Rebel Rouser, I'm Alan Voivod and this is Star Wars 7x7, your daily dose of Star Wars joy. And thank you so much for joining me for it. So we're going to bounce around a little bit and today we'll start off with uh, Moses Ingram who plays Reva or Reva, the third sister. And I've got a couple of quotes I wanted to share from her, but one of them I wanted to start with has to do with the fact that we were talking on, oh gosh, Tuesday about how the writing gets mentioned, but Joby Harold, who is the new and current writer for the series, isn't actually named in the Total Film article, but there was something complimentary there about him <laughs> that we discussed previously. And then Moses Ingram, in a sidebar interview with her, has also something positive to say, but also Joby Harold doesn't get mentioned here either. I just... I find that particularly fascinating for some reason. I don't know why. But anyway, one of the things that they're talking about in the discussion with her is about, you know, what her history was with Star Wars. And she says that she was just culturally familiar with it, but she wasn't, you know, necessarily a fan or anything. And she remembers seeing one that had John Boyega in it, but that's about it. And so when they asked her, well, you know, what was it that drew you to doing this? And she said the writing was so good. And that when she saw Saw the character she was like you know who is this character like she's dangerous she's interesting she's passionate she doesn't see herself as the villain of her own story she has heart and she believes what she's doing is right and I think the other reason I keep thinking about and looking at the writing situation is that when Joby Harold was announced for this, like he didn't have much in the way of writing credits at all. And what was out there wasn't necessarily especially remarkable in terms of how well it had been received or anything like that. And that's been a little nervous making. So just to see some of these conversations and hear that people were actually you know, really floored or knocked out by the writing and a very positive way like that's encouraging to me and I've been kind of looking for that sort of thing because <laughs> it's kind of nervous making otherwise and there's something else that Moses Ingram says in her interview that's more about the casting than anything else and we'll get back around to that in a moment for the creative side at least sticking with that there's also some stuff from Deborah Chow who is the director and showrunner for the series and she talks about having looked at gritty poetic westerns as part of her you know design and tone kind of inspiration and two films that get mentioned are The Assassination of Jesse James and The Proposition. If those mean anything to you, then that's fantastic. I'm familiar with The Assassination of Jesse James, but not The Proposition, so I think you might have to check those out. She also gives a name check to Kurosawa, naturally, and there's a really cool quote in here that I liked from her as well, where she talks about how, uh, let's see... Um, she was looking at what you do if you're the last samurai. You're more than just a warrior. There's also an ethical code that goes along with it in a world that's vastly changed. That really had a big effect on what we were trying to do. 
And what occurred to me when I read that was the comics that you and I talked about here on the podcast, oh gosh, at the very beginning of our Kenobi Monday series, the ones that were in the journals of Obi-Wan Kenobi that Luke found in the rebooted Star Wars comics from Marvel, where we found out that Jabba had his gangsters cracking down on moisture farmers and collecting water taxes, and Ben kind of couldn't leave well enough alone, and so tried to do stuff behind the scenes and mysteriously and part of that, of course, was protecting the Lars farmstead as well. So that maybe gives a little bit more insight into Obi-Wan Kenobi's character. And then Hayden Christensen says some really cool stuff about Darth Vader. He says that it's a fully, 100% a fully realized Vader. And this is in a lot of ways Vader in his prime, but he's a very complex character and there's an inherent struggle of identity that is always present. There's inner conflict. He's always going to be struggling with the loss of Padme. He's got Anakin buried deep down inside. There always has to be that element of Anakin there because he does eventually find redemption in the end through the love of his son, no less. So there has to be that bit of him in there for Luke to be able to access. There's a lot going on. And I think that's going to be really important for when Obi-Wan and Anakin slash Darth Vader actually confront each other for the first time after all these years in this series. And, you know, for all of the debate back and forth over the should they or should they not have included Darth Vader in the series, and I mean that internally. I don't think there's been any particular debate outside. I don't think I've been hearing a lot of voices saying, you know what, now that we know that Darth Vader is going to be a part of this thing, we wish he hadn't been in it. I'm not hearing any of that whatsoever. I'm talking about just internally. The idea of putting the two of them together, like, I'm so glad that they decided, yes, we have to do this. And I'm so glad to hear how Hayden Christensen is talking about the character and also even, you know, Obi-Wan, like how Ewan McGregor is talking about the character and other people are talking about Obi-Wan's character and how deeply connected these two characters are through the course of their history and that we're actually going to see that addressed, that that's going to inform the conflict. It's not just going to be the, you know, straight up fight rematch of the century, but it's actually going to be something much more dynamic. Although I guess the fighting is supposed to be pretty epic as well because they were all in Jedi training school for three days a week, according to Moses Ingram. And according to Hayden Christensen, the fighting that we're going to see is more in line with the prequels than it is with the originals because they, you know, maybe a little bit past what might have been their prime, but they're certainly not the old folks that are in the original trilogy. So yeah, we're going to be seeing some very dynamic action as part of this too. And related to that, Hayden Christensen also said that there's a Vader movement specialist on set. So there's a person on set with them who actually is all about how Hayden Christensen should move in the suit as Darth Vader. That just blows me away. And he said that it was actually really cool because that allowed him to focus more on just the character development and expression side of things. So yeah, that just seems kind of crazy too. And the last thing I want to share, which I think is kind of the most important thing, quite honestly, there's a question that's asked of Moses Ingram. This is it. Something that's really moved on in the Star Wars world is also just representation on screen. You're one of the first major black female villains in this world. That must be gratifying. And Moses' answer is, it is and it's going to mean a lot to a lot of people. There aren't many people of color in the galaxy far, far away, but this time around, we get a lot of color and it's going to make a lot of people feel seen and make a lot of people feel very inspired 
inspired and make a lot of people feel very excited about what's possible for them and what will hopefully continue to be possible as we progress as a society. And I think that answer is just beautiful and fantastic and it's so awesome to hear. And I hope she's right. I hope it fulfills all of that and more. And that's what I've got for you about the total film cover story on the Obi-Wan Kenobi series. The highlights that I think are particularly worth paying attention to. And that is going to do it for this episode of the show. It just remains for me to say thank you so much for joining me for it as always. And hey, it's one week until Star Wars Celebration and things get really crazy. So hang in there with me. And may the force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and/or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited, but their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2021 by Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.